This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 147 of the Fight Disciples podcast. If this is the first time you've ever stumbled across us, this one is dedicated to the world of boxing. Thank you very much for coming to join us. Please subscribe. Never miss out on any of the stuff that we talk about on a week-to-week basis. Uh, you can get us uh, on uh, Fight Disciples on iTunes and you can go to fightdisciples.com. Also... Got a little bit of a confession to obviously uh, Chuck uh, towards towards you regarding our social media because Nick's going to rip me, no doubt, throughout mm-hmm. the course of this show. We are on social media, at Fight Disciples on Twitter and Instagram. You may have just seen that I left out Facebook there. Um, last week when we were uh, doing our, uh, well, attempting to do a Facebook Live with Darren Till from our UFC podcast, um, Facebook informed us that we were getting um, our page removed Mainly because of uh, I violated their code. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I've had to start our Facebook page again. <laughs> Are we going to say why we violated? Well, why? Sorry, you violated the Facebook right. code. But people know that I, I I do the videos and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I, yep. get, I get involved, man. I get involved. I might have taken some content. Might and the word to use is might. Listen, I took a video right from Sky. <laughs> I took a video from Sky. It had Tony Bellew on it, for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? He's my mate. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If I can't use a, a video of my mate on, on my own Facebook page, <laughs> what's, what's the problem? Anyway, Sky saw their ass a little bit. They reported It's not it. Sky, is it? It's Facebook, isn't it? Facebook. Don't well, Facebook just pick up on this shit? I, don't, I doubt Sky went, oh, yeah, cheeky bastards. Well, whoever, right? Yeah. They had a word. They've said, listen, lads. Take it down. To be fair, they, they have warned me about three or four times. I was just going to say, yeah, this is not the first time you've been warned. But I've had my wrist slapped a couple of times, yeah? I've been blocked many times on Facebook for various things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they took a page down last week. So I've, so, so I've, I've had my pants pulled down, haven't I? Yeah. And I've had my back, backside so the, slapped. So the 5,000 followers that we built up over the last 12 months have gone. And yeah. now we've got to start from scratch yeah. again. So, so if you did like our Facebook page and you think to yourself, they've been quiet on Facebook, why have they not posted anything? It's because the page that you probably like does no longer exist. <laughs> yeah, it's been ripped off. Yeah. But... Luckily, I've managed to get the old handle back. Hey! So we're still on at Fight Disciples. There's a, a new page for you to get involved with. Yeah, and you can lo- leave a little five star review on there yeah, if you fancy it. Yeah, get well. stuck in, man. Just tell Adam how much of prick he is for yeah. getting us deleted last time. Yeah, and uh, there'll be um, some new original content <laughs> on our Facebook. Page. Officially not ripping stuff off Sky anymore. Yeah. I've learned how to share stuff as well. I don't like sharing stuff from other pages. It's just one of them things, isn't it? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. I prefer to just rip it off and pass it off as my own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's a new page up there, at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Do get involved. Um, and there is some stuff up there um, based on uh, the boxing over the last seven days. We've got a big week building up as well towards uh, UFC 217. We are boy Michael Bispin. Uh, but that's on our UFC show, which is available now because we've changed the release date on that after the success of Darren Till last week. We've thought we'd bring it all forward. So you're getting two shows now on the, on a Tuesday. Yep. You can consume it whenever you want to consume it, but there's two shows there for you, boxing and UFC. So there's loads up there on our Facebook page this week of original stuff that we did with Bispin last year. All right, so go and get so stuck into it. At Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Now then, let's get stuck into the uh, boxing from the weekend, shall we? Because I had a right old time down in Cardiff, mate. Right old time of it, let me tell you. Looks like you what enjoyed a, it. What a mad place that is. You ever been to Cardiff? Yeah, it's decent, isn't it? Yeah, I've been down for a couple of cup finals. 
the stadium is obviously right in the middle of the city centre, isn't it? Yep. You imagine leaving that stadium, yeah, after uh, after a full night of the boxing. So I've been there since five, six o'clock in the evening. Yeah. They put the roof on, so I didn't know what was existing outside. Right. I didn't know whether it was dark, light, whatever. Obviously, Pissing down or whatever. Yeah. yeah exactly. You come out at midnight, you know that it's going to be dark. But it's right in the city centre, yep. so every man and his dog's right in there. Now, bear in mind, it's next door to the rugby ground. There'd mm-hmm. been a rugby game on as well that night. Um, Cardiff had played Millwall uh, in the footy, and obviously everybody's just on a Saturday night bender, yeah? Mm-hmm. It was, honestly, it was like a scene from the Star Trek canteen, mate. It was, uh, there was Klingons there. It was ridiculous. Pe- the carnage all over the streets. <laughs> there were women with the knickers around their ankles, pissing in the street, <laughs> shitting in the gutters. You getting out of that stadium, I I feel emotionally scarred leaving that stadium at the end of the end of the show, mate. It was a sight to behold, let me tell you. We need a night out down there. That's yeah. what we need. <laughs> I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah. We need a night out. The last time Cardiff. I went to Cardiff, I think it, I'm sure it was a cup final I was down there for, and uh, on the Saturday night, um, yeah, but it must have been a cup final. Or was it a fight? Anyway, I was in Cardiff. It was Saturday night. I bounced into some bar. And uh, there's only two of us. And um, ah, I know what it was. I know what it was. I went to Cardiff to watch U2. Okay. What? So it comes out of the U2, comes out of the Millennium Stadium. I haven't watched U2. Um, and we bounced around into Cardiff City Centre. And we goes into some bar. And a doorman stopped us. And went, private party this, mate. And you know when you just reaction go, I know. It's what we're here for. Like as your reaction is like, all right, sorry boys, in you go then. And we went in and it was Charlotte Church's birthday party. No way. And it was free champers and everything. We just got liquored up. It was ace. Yeah, <laughs> man. I like Cardiff. <laughs> Hanging out with the voice of an angel. Yeah, too. Good times, man. Good times. Um, well, I, I only had one after the show because it was a long show. And let me tell yeah. you, it was a long show because let's be straight. We, we can call a spade a spade on, uh, on Fight Disciples because... Regarding that being classed as a pay-per-view event, it was a little bit of a letdown for the fans, yes, no doubt. of course it was. Mainly because of the amount of fighters that were pulling out at the last minute. It was basically a fight, so, uh, a card of late replacements. We yeah. had, obviously, near enough everybody by the Katie Taylor fight had a, had a replacement in there in some way, shape or form. And here's, check this out, right? I tried to put an accumulator on on, uh, on Saturday. So I arrived early, I thought... Just have a quick look on my phone, see what the crack is here. See now. what you can have a go at. Yeah, see what I can do. And I had a look down and I thought, right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to back every match ring fighter. That's what I'll do. I'll back every match ring fighter. <laughs> it's usually pretty safe on an Eddie Hearn show. Absolutely. Um, I think there were about six, maybe seven fighters that I backed. Mm-hmm. What was the odds for a seven-fight accumulator? No, on that show? Go on. They, they should be awesome. They should be, you know, in about 22 to 1 once they build it up. But Go on. on that show, mm-hmm. it was probably fucking marginal. Go on. Probably about four to six or something like that was it not an even grace two to one maybe if you're lucky one and a half to one yeah yeah exactly one and a half to one Three seven to two, yeah. fight accumulator mate yeah, yeah. one and a half not to surprised one. well there was only one you know real fight on there thank god for katie taylor eh? exactly yeah thank god for katie taylor well let's start with her shall we because what I've, you've said all along regarding uh katie taylor in particular yes you want someone to whack her back you want yes. someone to have a proper do it now obviously sanchez was was the world champion Lost her belt the day before on the scales. Yeah. She'd come out and she took a body punch. I think it was in the second round that she took this body shot. And it was, was the second. It yeah. was right in front of me because obviously I was ringside doing this, right? And I, I saw this shot and it was horrible. Mm-hmm. The shot was absolutely horrible. And you could see on the kid's face when she turned around, she was in some serious distress. Proper, everything had gone. Yeah. And I thought, it's done. 
Me too. It's absolutely done. Me too. The way she got to her feet and managed to get through that round and then make it competitive for the rest of it, and this isn't me being disrespectful towards her, of course she's going to make it competitive. She's a former world champion. Yeah. But just the balls on her, literally yeah. the balls on her, to, to be able to pull herself off the canvas, to, especially when she can't win the world title. She, she, it wasn't open for her. It was yeah. just a fight for her. Of course. Fair play, kid, man. She, she absolutely put in a shift. Well, when she got dropped in the second and she took that 10 count... I was like, oh, well, here we go. She's going to win a world title then with a second round stoppage. I was like, and I was like, I've, I've not enjoyed this Katie Taylor journey so far because she's just fucking by far superior to everyone else in the six previous fights. And now she's going to world title with hardly breaking a sweat as well. And I was like, oh, there's nothing for me to get into. Do you know what I mean? I can't, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. enjoy this journey because it's not competitive. And that's no slight on Katie Taylor. Maybe it's a slight on the rest of women's boxing. I don't know. And I was like, fuck, Christ almighty. You know, and you're thinking, I really want to enjoy this journey. And then Sanchez gets up. Sanchez, as you say, shows balls of steel, comes back into the fight. Three or four rounds later, and I'm literally on the edge of my sofa going, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's really This good. is awesome. This is what I wanted to see. This, for me, legitimises Katie Taylor as a world champion. It legitimises women's boxing. It legitimises now this being a journey that I want to follow. Mm. You know, who's the number one contender? I want to know. I want to know who's next for Katie Taylor. I want to know where she's going to go. She's got to go back to Ireland now, obviously, and have a big homecoming defence. I want to know where the girl is. I want to know the girl's stats. I want to. I want to. I'm invested now. I'm invested in this whole women's boxing scene because that performance for me took women's boxing. And you said this to me in a text message. You probably said it on air. Took it to a new level. You're like, okay. No longer is it like fucking outstanding natural talent, not yeah. natural, you know, pedigree and everything against women who are just kind of having a go. You know what I mean? It's like having a go at boxing and yeah, yeah, mixed yeah. records. Now we've got legitimately, there's something there to follow. And I hope, uh, now I appreciate the fact that Eddie Hearn has skipped it into world title class quickly after seven fights because maybe he knew. You know what? People ain't just going to keep watching and blow away these duds. I need to get in world class because she's world class. I know there's girls out there who are world class. Let's make it competitive. I'm in now. St- got me. Stadium wasn't full at the time, but it was 50,000. wasn't in. far off. Yeah. It was about 50,000 in at the time of her fight. Yep. Think about that. On a Saturday night, in a, st- in a football stadium, 50,000 yep. people watching a women's world title fight. The game has changed. Big time, yeah. Big time. It was Honestly, it was 10 engrossing rounds. And one thing I did find, and I've never really done this before with women's boxing, I'm watching it and thinking, fuck, the bell are going to be like, oh, fuck's sake. These two-minute rounds are driving me insane. Rapid, aren't they? Yeah, give me three minutes. Christ mm. almighty, was just getting into that round. Mm. But uh, but yeah, man, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And it, I, again, it's it's changed my whole outlook now on women's boxing. I was into it anyway. I get where Katie Taylor's from, the pedigree and everything. Obviously, Tasha Jonas is someone who I know personally, so I'm invested in their journey. I'm, I'm trying with Nicola Adams, but I'm not seeing anything competitive yet. So yeah. I'm not... But this has kind of refreshed me now. Now I'm like, okay, get Nicola Adams in a world title fight now. Because if there's someone out there who can actually push Nicola Adams, then I'll watch it. Then I'll want to see it. All fair points. All fair points. And I'm sure the fans leaving the uh, stadium on Saturday night. Cracking uh, ring walk music as well. Same thing. Bit of James Man's Brown. World. This is a man's world. Yeah, it was good, man. Nice. Good. I've got something on ring walk for you in a minute. Class. Ma- okay. the best on the uh, uh, on the AJ fight. But let's just quickly uh, throw towards uh, Dillian White. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, I'm, let's be honest now. Let's be honest. I'm going to be dead honest. Come on. It hit me with it. What was your thoughts on it? I'm not asked with what he's doing. No. I'm not asked at all. And it was so hard for me to commentate on that fight at the weekend on national radio 
and try to play yeah. play the part. You know what I mean? You're me, trying me, to my heart was bleeding for you. You tried to big someone up. You're trying to obviously create some type of narrative or some type of thing. And all these to be fair, I, the, the whole team that was with, and everybody was giving different points on on this particular fight. And someone yeah. going, well, Helenus didn't want to engage. You know what I mean? He is on the back foot and all this type of stuff. And yeah. if someone doesn't want to engage, he can make you look sloppy and all this type of stuff. And that's fine, right? I understand yeah. that argument. But AJ had blown him away. Mm-hmm. And that's my point always. So with Wilder? Exactly. What would AJ have done in that situation? It would have smashed him Just up in two rounds stepped easily. Stepped on him and put him away. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Why is Dillian White not doing it? And I'll tell you why Dillian White's not doing it. Because he ain't good enough. He's not world class. End of. That was my final assessment from that fight. He is not world class. You know, and don't get me wrong, the Nordic night. I texted you, didn't I, after two rounds? I went, I fucking told you. Hellenius is no joke. And literally the moment I pressed send, he became a joke. Yeah. He became a joke. For the first two rounds, I thought, mate, you've got it. You've got the size advantage. Dillian White's robotic as fuck. Just steps forward. One, two. One, two. All you've got to do is, sli- is roll try, back and, then, and, and then counter try, him with the right hand. And then tries his big 360 exactly, degree yeah. hook. Which is, it just looks embarrassing. Yeah, it makes yeah. him look completely novicey yeah. and embarrassing. And but Hellenius in that second round, I thought, mate, that's all you've got to do with him. Well, he, he just pours forward, Dillian, and unloads a bomb. And all you've got to do is time your chin, slip back, and then come back with a right-hand counter. And for me, he pissed the second round, Hellenius, and I was like, text you going, I told you, I told you. Yeah. Hellenius is no joke. And then, he, as I say, he became a joke. He went from being the Nordic nightmare to the Nordic fucking enigma. Well, nightmare you know for us, I mean? mate. We're nightmare you know, for us nightmare to watch. Nightmare for TV, yeah, exactly. to watch. But in, in terms of Dillian White, he's, he's very pedestrian. He's very predictable. Um... Again, I just think he's European level at best, yeah. And that's what this fight was at the weekend. It wasn't even it wasn't even worthy of a European belt. And obviously, we know Derek Chisora is fighting for the European belt in a couple of weeks' time. That for me is the fight to make. You know, you've got to see Dillian White go and try and beat Chisora if he becomes European champion. To be honest, on the night I was obviously we'll come on to attack him later. I was like, you know what? If Dillian White actually thinks he's world class, and his corner saying, ah, oh, but you know, Helen takes two to tango. Helenius was just going backwards, wouldn't engage. Okay then. Put him in and tack him then. Tack him, him, tack him engage. Tack him a beat. Tack him's world class. He proved that on Saturday and tack him will engage. I want to see Dillian White fight tack him and win. And then I'll go, okay, he's fucking world class. Get him in with Wilder, get him in with AJ, mm. whatever you want. But I've not seen him beat anyone, anyone near world class yet. He looks very, and again, the weekend I just thought, mate, you're fucking, like this is your level. Hellenius is your level. Mm. You can't even get him out of there. He's number one for Wilder now, mate. Unbelievable. Don't know how. I don't know how. Wilder would fucking destroy him, yeah, I'll be yeah. honest. I think Wilder destroys Dillian White. All these rumours as well about, oh, Wilder's ducking, why, you know what I mean, he's been offered a few quid for that fight. Listen, he ain't ducking him. He just doesn't see the point of the fight. Exactly. That's what it is. He's like, why do I want to fucking fight that? Why do I need a stepping stone to Anthony Joshua? I'm the WBC heavyweight champion of the world. Okay, I might not have the names on my resume, but I've knocked every single kid out that's come my way. Yeah, exactly. Get me in with the champ. Let's unify the divisions. Why does he need a stepping stone? He doesn't, he doesn't need a stepping stone, in my opinion. No. Especially if the stepping stone's Dillian White. No, Listen, I like Dillian. We have a bit of a crack, and we've done interviews with him, and he's a good crack, right? Yeah. But that's it. There's loads of lads in this game that are good crack, but aren't at that level. Yeah. And it's unfair for us to say and get on that gravy train saying, oh, yeah, he definitely deserves a, a shout with Deontay Wilder and let's get him back in, we edge it. No, let's not get him back in, we edge it. I'm not interested at this moment no. in time. The narrative's there, yeah. but 
the levels, the levels apart, and the bit, yeah. it'd be embarrassing if you went back in with AJ next time. I agree, and you, you know what, you've got to, you've got to earn your shot at a world title. You know, you've got to prove yourself to be that little bit special, the ability to finish people mm. and put people away. And when Hellenius, from round three onwards, when he was just going backwards, trying not to be knocked out, trying not to engage, that's when you prove your world class by stepping on him and putting him away. By taking that chance and going, you know what? I'm after a world title here, mate. I'm not after going 12 rounds with you, you big pudding. Mm. I'm going to get rid of you. And he couldn't do that. He didn't have the ability to do that. So for me, he doesn't deserve his world title shot still. You know, we talked about this previously on the show. I don't see nothing Dillian White to, 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 you know, to make him worthy of a world title shot. And again, on Saturday night, I didn't see it again either. Mm. I'd like to see him try and win a European belt. I'd like to see him try and win a European belt. And if he wins that, Potentially the Joe Parker fight maybe is out there, but the only way, the only way he gets a world title shot now for me, I don't think I don't think he gets the Ante Wilder just purely because that fight was on Showtime. Wilder would have been watching. Wilder have watched that and gone, what the "Fuck, do we need you for You're nothing? Even their own fans are booing you. No one's mm. hardly watching. Mm. You know, everyone just lost interest, as you say. Commentating on it was painful. It was, hard. It was boring. It was on. Uh, Delboy was in the house as well, by the way. And I, obviously, him, yeah. I, I were working with Pricey and their mates, aren't they? Jeez, that were hilarious when them two get, come to get together. I'm trying to do a radio program. Del Boy's bumming all over the radio show. He's going, "All right, mate, how it? I'm there, mate. I'm doing the program here, pal." <laughs> him and Pricey just having a full-on tête-à-tête, a little bit of a back and forth because he's mates with Bellew as well, isn't he? And he's having yeah, a little yeah. bit of a crack with Bellew. Uh, but easy action this weekend. We'll speak about that a little bit later because yeah. Got the Monaco Monte Carlo card this weekend, yeah. uh, which looked good. There's a few good fights on there, and obviously Del Boy's involved in that. But for me, the original fight in Manchester this time last year when uh, Derek and uh, yep. Dillian were going toe to toe, Derek won the fight yeah, for me. Exactly. me so too. the obvious thing to do would be stick them two back in there. But I think Dillian knows he, Dillian knows the score. He knows that last time maybe he got a little bit of a favourable deal, and if he goes in there and, and gets sparked, the gravy train's over. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree, and um, <clears throat> I think he's more aware of his limitations than anybody else. And um, maybe it's the fact that he's he's skating around all these potential fights, and he's trying to he's trying to move, Cash in. he's trying to move sideways to yeah, move yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, I just don't see it like that. I think if you've got a you've got to get a world title fight, you've got to go and fucking earn a world title fight. And he hasn't earned it. He still hasn't earned it. Mm. It's, it's up to him to do that. Uh, main event, right? I'm not even going to bother with Frank Bullione and uh, no. and uh, Greg Richards. I'm not even going to be bothering with. It. No. Um, I'm just going to fly straight into AJ versus Takam. Right yeah. now. Let's before we talk the fight, I want to talk ring walks and stuff like this because you watching this on TV didn't notice this. Yes. So I'm ringside, right? So imagine this. It's all building up. Everybody's here for AJ. It's all going crazy for AJ, right? Yeah. Now I've already been told there's gonna to be pyrotechnics, there's fireworks going off indoors. I said, You've got the fucking roof on, where the fireworks going, right? No, don't worry about that. We've got it all sorted. We've got the fireworks going off, we've got that, we've got the big AJ signs going off with all the flames and all that type of crap. We've got the ring war. Oh, we've got a mashup tonight for you. Let me tell you. So I'm thinking, all right, brilliant. So I'm building it up and building it up, building it up, right? AJ's ready to make his wing walk. He's at the top of the uh, the tunnel in the Principality. The, yeah. tune, the tune begins, right? You ready for this now? I'm going to try and recreate the scene for you. The tune begins. So we're getting stuck into it. I'm in straight away. Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. I'm thinking he's sending a message out to Carlos. Carlos is in the ring now. 78,000 people, camera phones are ready. The roof's on, the noise. Nick, the noise is absolutely crackers, mate. Yeah, yeah. 
I could, on TV, I'm taking it all in. It's like, yeah, it looks amazing. It's like being in the Echo, but five times bigger. Yeah. It felt like Martha Reeves and the Vandellas were on fucking stage, mate. <laughs> Everybody's singing, swaying. Here comes the big man, open the doors! We see him. He's on the big screen. The noise level is absolutely apoplectic. He gets to the front of the tunnel, right? He's right at the bottom of the tunnel. Yeah. Up, go- up goes the pyrotechnics, mate. Up it goes. Do you know what they say? No pyro, no party. He's going absolutely bonkers. And as soon as the pyrotechnics go on... What? Really? Pa- power cut. Bollocks. Power cut in the arena. No. Now, I was at home watching it. It was perfect. Two feeds, right? So what you're seeing, right, is his ring walk continuing. Now, I've watched it back on the television, mm. and the full ring walk continues, doesn't it? The tunes continue. Yeah, yeah. He's cracking on. In the arena, nobody could hear that music. Oh, right. The music went off. The music went off, right? So you're in the arena. All of a sudden, the pyro goes up, and Martha uh, Reeves and the Vandellas just cuts out. out. Not only that, all the screens above the ring cut out. Wow. All of Sky's commentary box cuts out. All of our commentary box on the radio cuts out. The only TV channel that was still on was Showtime in America because they were using a different power feed. (laughs) No way. French TV next to me is going absolutely berserk because they've come over for Carlos, getting all dead excited. RTL in Germany's gone off. Everybody's gone off. Everybody ringside's gone off. There's nothing on. Everybody is shitting their pants. There's no power to the arena, uh, to the ring. So Buffer can't do his ring announcement. Wow, we didn't see any of this at home. Right. So all you're seeing, because I've watched this back, right? So all you see on the TV screen is AJ still walking to the ring, touching baby's heads, giving everybody high fives and all that type of carry on, right? That's what you see. And you're led to believe that that music that you're listening to on the TV is still going. It's not. He's walking into no music. So it's just cheers now. Pure cheers in the arena and panic. Everybody's just losing their shit ringside, right? Going Every absolutely... technician getting a oh, eyeball. It was going absolutely crazy. We thought to ourselves, fuck, we are knackered here. Right? Yeah. We are absolutely knackered. But then luckily, because Sky's off, you know full well that they've got a bit of power there. They're going to make some stuff happen. Yeah. We, in two minutes, just as AJ gets himself into the ring, he enters the ring, crowd's going absolutely crazy. So as he enters the ring, next thing you hear is a little bit of... Power comes back on. <laughs> and then next thing you know, the floor manager looks at Buffer, gives him the signal. Buffer kicks straight back in with his ring announcements and uh, announces everything that's going on. Bloody hell. So there was a good, there must have been a good couple of minutes then when it was just like Squeak, silence. Squeaky bum. I've never seen so many executives from Sky the colour drain out of their face so quickly. See, the, they were lucky then that the music feed still fed into the TV because the TV picture didn't break and all we could hear is music. So you wouldn't have heard any commentary. Nobody so, spoke in that period of time. Oh, you, but you would never even thought that, you know what I mean? Right, because exactly. you're like, oh, they're letting it play so, out. Luckily, at the, at the point, it kicks back in, they can pick up their commentary. But, right. at the, but during that period of two minutes, the reason why you didn't hear anything is because they couldn't. They couldn't speak. That's fucking hilarious. No way. But luckily, oh, I'm just giving so you So what a did you do on air? Fuck all. So it's we, just dead air. We had two, no, no, no. We had two feeds, right? So we had a Wi-Fi feed which could give you the stadium atmos. Yeah, yeah. So luckily for us... I mean, At least that was still going. Yeah, but we sounded stupid because I'm fucking giving it some, aren't I? I'm on the bloody microphone going, here, all this, is he going to go for... Uh, so I think I'd said something like, going for his 20th K, and then that was it. It just went down. <laughs> so it looks like I've fucking lost my shit halfway through whatever I'm doing. <laughs> oh, Catwell's dropping his microphone. Yeah, but the stadium atmosphere was still going out on the radio. Right. 
Oh, okay. Well, at, least, at least it wasn't dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, luckily, then it kicks back in just as Buffer's kicking in. I said, somebody's put 50p back in the meter. Here we go. Let's We're get back. to Michael Buffer. And then off he goes. There you go. Unreal. Imagine if it wouldn't come back on. That's incredible. That is bonkers. That is bonkers. Anyway. This, the Showtime hooker would have had to be played through. But mm. that's crazy. Mm. Wow. Anyway, on to the fight. Kudos to Sky. Well, well, do, you, do you want to talk about broadcasting before we get into the fight? or Because I've got a... Bro- you obviously haven't seen this... You don't know anything about this. Go on. And obviously on the night, I mean, I mean, you know, regardless of of, of the card, you know, I wanted to see uh, Casey Taylor. I wanted to see Kyle Yafai. I certainly wanted to see Anthony Joshua go 20-0. And for me, I got my money's worth. That 20 quid, I got my money's worth with Takam. So, you know, we'll come on to that in a second. However, mm. we will have listeners that streamed it mm. because many people do stream stream stuff and for this card you're a bit like oh you know 20 quid was it worth it we started off this link by saying probably wasn't the best card to charge 20 quid for so a lot of the country was streaming it Mm. now you weren't aware of this because you were in the stadium but one stream on twitter hd quality someone texted me and went are you fucking watching the world's greatest stream and i was like what and they were please follow this link and watch the best stream ever. I'm like, um, this is, hang on, I don't know where you're going. This is Jordan the fight. This is Jordan the fight. I don't know where you're going. Here, no, no, this is brand new. To exactly. Me. So I'm. This is Jordan the fight. So I'm like, messaged that person back, and I'm like, I've paid twenty quid. I'm watching it. No, 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 no. Follow this stream. You've got to put it on. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So clicks on me on this link on the Twitter, and then it is on my phone via Twitter. Someone's streaming it live HD. It's coming up to the last 30 seconds of, of right round six or round seven, whatever it was. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. I'm like, well, yeah, I've got it on my TV. What the fuck is this? Then the round ended. And I swear to God, as soon as the round ends, ding, 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 end of the round, my TV has got, you know, adverts, commentary, whatever else, you know, the corner work. My phone has got the coolest, hardcorest, Dutch porn you have ever seen in your life. Some fucking absolute genius. Stream the fight. But for the one minute between rounds of every round, it cut directly to heavy porn. And I mean full penetration. Titties, cocks, <laughs> you name it. Come shots. It was fucking Seriously? unbelievable. So the after- so I was like pissing myself laughing. I'm like falling over the, over the living room thinking, fuck, I just want to watch this now. This is even funnier. And then... Obviously, people are retweeting it. Everyone's laughing about it. So this morning, I was like, I just fucking have to try and find who that was. This morning, I found out that the Daily Mirror had done a story, a follow-up, because people have been retweeting the link. Oh, no. Okay? Those people who retweeted it included... No, no, no. Included... No. Avon. Fuck me. And the best of them all... Somerset Police. No! <laughs> Thank you, Somerset Police Twitter operator. That is absolute genius. So he's just seen it, retweeted He's it, seen it and gone, oh, yeah, there was one for the lads here. The lads doing the night shift at the Copper Station. No I'll retweet this for them so they can watch it. Obviously, I didn't realise he was throwing hardcore porn in between rounds. But genius, man. And listen... Maybe this is something Eddie Hearn needs the locker. <laughs> Manumission. Maybe, yeah. Turning it into Manumission. As soon as they go back to the corners, fuck the ring car, car girl off. Get, no, just get, no, no, leave her in yeah, there. Yeah. And like, and just that buffer in there, just fucking <laughs> taking her from behind, just sculling <laughs> Manumission style. That's what Can you missing. imagine? <laughs> buffer absolutely smashing End the back round doors. seven. <laughs> Stitch Duran's now getting his balls tickled by the ring car girl, as you can see. 
Man, I think Buffett, Buffett would have a right good go. Yeah, it? it was fucking genius. That'd be Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. The Stream King, man. The Stream King. I don't know what his link was. I really probably shouldn't put that out there because I want it to be on shit? again next Who time. Who gives a shit? But if he is listening to the show, fucking bravo, say bravo. There you go, man. Did, so, did, was that on so during, the funny. Jo- during the Joshua fight as well? Yeah, that, the, the Joshua fight was when it was when I was put onto it. Do you know what I mean? I don't know about any of the other fights where it was going. I think it was just the Joshua fight. But then when you followed the link, people were going like. Thanks very much, mate. I'm sitting here with my gran and granddad watching your illegal stream and that's just come on. <laughs> Imagine granny's face. Oh, I'll put this up on the telly. Shall I put it up? I've got a great scream here. Let's put it up on the telly. <laughs> Poor granny's face. Oh, that's hilarious. Woo. Come shot. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, should Regard- we talk about the fight? Regarding the fight itself, yeah. Oh, my days. Everybody's going to be talking about stoppages, aren't they? That's yeah. what they're going to be talking about regarding this fight. I think we're going to be on the same page here, mate. It was far too premature. <laughs> <laughs> far too premature. Um, because Carlos Takam was throwing back still. You yeah. know what I mean? And the shots that ended up getting the fight stopped... Hit him on the shoulder, whistled past his ears. There was nothing clean there. He was ducking and bobbing and weaving. You're right. He was getting beat. He had two nasty cuts on the top of his lids. I saw him after the fight, and they were nasty. I went up close and personal with him. They were nasty cuts, right? But he was in that fight. Yeah, he was getting beat. I I only gave him one round up until that point, you know. I think it was round seven, maybe, or something like that. Joshua was winning the fight. I struggled to give him a single round. Yeah, I can understand that. But at the end of the day... He was in the fight and he didn't deserve that. And because no. of the way that he was obviously tackling uh, the big force that is AJ, yep. I think he didn't the right to go all the all the way with him. 100%. 100% agree. And uh, that's what was the most disappointing thing for me. It was like, you know, he's come this far. He's overcome two terrible stop cuts. saying come. Yeah, I can't <laughs> stop it now. Can't stop it. Um, he'd, he'd overcome those uh, those two cuts. That one over the right eye was really bad as well. And... Uh, you know, to, to come that far, I, you know, I, I tweeted this straight away. I was like, you fucking hell, he's, he's in the right to go out on his shield. Um, oh, you know, okay, Joshua unloaded like 20 punches took or whatever everything. it was. He took it. Yeah, but, but he'd all taken the way them, through the fight, he took yeah, it all yeah. the clean and, and stuff. And they win 20 clean shots either. No, no, they weren't. He was still in the fight. He was still there. This is the heavyweight championship of the world. Doesn't get any bigger than this. And he was dishing it out. Exactly. The opportunity may never come again. And he, to do that after 10, 12 days notice, whatever it was, absolutely remarkable performance. And it just, it felt a bit like Phil Edwards, the referee, was all too aware that Joshua's unbeaten record was looming large. You know what? Like it, it, it got to the point where it was like Rocky. It's like Rocky won when he fights Apollo Creed. Like all he wanted, all I want to do is go the distance with Creed. No one's ever been the distance with Creed. Yeah. Well, fucking Carlos Takam deserved that opportunity. Yeah, he did. Deserved the opportunity to go the distance and be the first man to last with Anthony Joshua, regardless of what that means for the future. Yes, he'd lost every round, pretty much. Yes, he was a mile behind on the scorecards. He was cut to bits. But if you're going to stop it, stop it earlier with that cut over the right eye yeah. when you take him to see the doctor. Yeah, the doctor told cut. him that he can crack on. Exactly. Just leave him in there. That mm. was a, it was a poor decision. And I think that's this is what AJ didn't get at the end as well. 
And I don't think it was it was relayed to him properly when they interviewed him in the ring afterwards, and they were like, because the crowd booed straight away, they were yeah, booing yeah, and yeah. stuff. No fucking in there was booing AJ. No, not, not one so. person was booing AJ. And when they asked him about it, AJ, went, nah, listen, you know, people want blood, aren't they? People people want to see a knockout. That's not what people were booing for. People were not booing because we wanted to see Carlos Sacken get knocked out. We were booing, and I was booing at get, home. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, he fucking, des- you've stopped it too early. He deserved the opportunity to he do. He got two a hero's rounds. reception attack, and when he was walking down, back down the tunnel, he was absolutely people were absolutely loving him and rightfully so man because yeah. that's what you want you get these guys coming and you're fighting AJ and he's knocking him over for fun and you think he said, what's the fucking point put up a bit of a do you're only going to get one exactly. shot at him Takam did that and I hope now I hope that Takam does get a bit of a payday with Matchroom I hope they do say right okay what you suggested Dillian White Dillian White needs um, obviously a fighter to get himself in the reckoning of we would class him as world class yep Get to Carlos Tackham in there. Pay him a handsome sum. Get yep. in there, Carlos, and make yourself a few quid, sunshine. You've definitely earned it. Pe- people, if you put Carlos Tackham and Dillian White on, people will go, decent fight that. I saw him against AJ. He's a good fighter. Him, He's up for it. You know what I mean? I reckon he could do a bit with Dillian. Yep. 100%. I think he starts a favourite. I yep. think people buy into that fight big time. You're right. Mm, regarding AJ, um, because we love him. We love everything about him. He's, yep. the, he's a marketer's dream, AJ. Everything about him all week last week was sensational. Staying behind after... Uh, the weigh-ins and the, the press conferences, press conferences and, stuff, yeah. and the public workout and all this type of stuff just to have his picture taken with people and all this type of stuff. It's fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Love him to bits, right? And I think, I, I think I'm more interested in AJ's career because there's an air of vulnerability about him. For example, Mayweather, great fighter, great boxer, never gets it, right? Mm-hmm. And after a period of time, it's like going, it's fucking same old story every single time. I'm getting bored with this. Yeah. There's got to be, for me, a tiny air of jeopardy. I've got to believe that the guy that I love and follow could get knocked out. Of course. That, that, he, that he might not do it. I yeah, need yeah. to see that. I need to see a little bit of that. Yep. And the last two fights we had, yeah, there's been plenty of times where I've gone, fucking hell, lad. You're walking mm-hmm. onto some clean shots here, sunshine. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. So if I'm Deontay Wilder sat at home going, I can see it. I can see how I'm going to beat him. Or whoever you are in the heavyweight division. He's beatable, right? Yep. You need to believe that he's beatable. That's what is going to keep selling these arenas out. People are going to keep going, going... So good in this, isn't it? Deontay what you need an air of jeopardy. Of course you do, yeah. And, Without a doubt. And he has shown that over the last two fights, even though he's won them and he's won them well and they've been good performances to an extent, especially yep. the Klitschko one. There's an air of jeopardy there where you think to yourself, he could get taken out. Yep. Off somebody half decent with a bit of power. 100 percent And I th- you're right, I think that's what is gonna suck us in now to keep the career going. You know, that's what keeps us engaged. For me, I'll be honest. Klitschko fight aside, this was my favourite Anthony Joshua performance. You know, and I'm saying that because I because I want to say it, not because of any other fucking reason. I was really enjoyed Saturday night. I, I thought that was value for money. Yes, Tacken was brave as an ox, and you know, and and, and came and and did his best, and and lasted far longer than anyone as I, I thought we would. But I thought AJ looked great. I thought his footwork looked good. His shot selection was good. You know, he overcome that headbutt in the second round, oh, which broke a, his nose. The cracker that, wasn't it? Oh, that was a proper get that stitch <laughs> job on it. I was like, yeah, fuck off. I'm not here to make up the numbers, son. But you know what? I ain't knocking Tackham for that either because it's like, you know, he gets the fight at 12 days' notice. First thing you do is... Rough him up. Rough him up, yeah. Let's fucking see how the golden boy wants it because I'll be honest, since he got in world title class, he beats Charles Martin. Joke. Beats Brazil. Joke. joke. Eric Molina. Yeah. Joke. 
Do you know what I mean? It's like it's been a farce. Then he fights Klitschko, one of the best heavyweight fights of all time, one of my favourite Klitschko performances. Joshua proves he had the balls as well as the skills to get it done. And he comes into this fight, and it's like people are complaining on social media, going, "Ah, fucking hell, that's uh, it, it's all hype, then, isn't it, Joshua? He can't even get this guy out of there until I'm like, what the fuck do you want? He's just won every round. The guy's got a coconut for a head. Yep. Completely different style from his previous opponent, by the way. He prepares for ten weeks to fight Pulev and ends up fighting someone. The exact opposite of what Pulev is. It's like, what do people want? Like, do you want to just see him blow him away in three rounds and then go, fucking Eddie Ayn, robbing us for money, bastard? Do you know what I mean? It's like, you can't win with fight fans. It's like, you got 10 good competitive rounds there. Yes, they were very one-sided, but at no point did you go, that's why we were all pissed when it got stopped. Because you were still like, he could still do fucking it. Fucking hell, if Takam just, just, he just needs a caught up a haymaker. Yeah. You could see AJ wobbling all over the show because AJ wants to, he wants to unload shots himself. So he does leave himself vulnerable. That's what makes him so entertaining. You're right. So for me, I really enjoyed Saturday night. I really enjoyed the performance. I thought the stoppage was vastly premature. I think the referee probably needs to have a hard look at himself. Uh, I think he felt a little bit, un- you know, right or wrongly, I think he feels under pressure because AJ's 19-0 with 19 KOs and he doesn't want to be the guy in there that feels Eddie Haynes wrath to go, fucking hell, pissed every rat. Not really the ref. The Takam wasn't in a position where he couldn't defend himself and that's when the referee should step in. If he cannot defend himself, referee should save him. If he's behind on the scorecards and losing every round, so shit. that's fucking nothing to do with you. Yeah. That's the corner's problem. Yeah. That's the corner's decision. Or if he's got a bad cut and, he sh- and he's... That's the, uh, that's the doctor's decision. That's not the referee's decision either. But the doctor never stopped it. The corner never stopped it. Of course he didn't because he's still in a fight and it's the heavyweight championship of the world as first chance at it. The referee's got no business stopping that fight because he doesn't land... AJ doesn't land the kind of shots where you think, fucking hell, stop it, ref. Come on. We've seen enough now. We don't want to see him on his back. That never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That never happened. And that's what was left of sour taste. No, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Uh, after the fight, we had a little bit of an interview with him and a little bit of a chat with AJ and Eddie Hearn as to what would be next. Now, obviously, we were going to sit here and we're going to go Deontay Wilder and we're going to say Joseph Parker and we're going to say all this. He does have, even though the Luis Ortiz thing is still ongoing at this moment in time, he does have obligations to the WBA mm-hmm. where he is the champion at this moment in time. Now, if the Ortiz thing gets sorted, it will be Ortiz. But I doubt that it is going to get sorted because he's been popped for the drugs, all right? Mm-hmm. So he does have to take something within the WBA right. rankings. Just so just to, so that was his IBF mandatory at the weekend. That's done. That's out the way. IBF's yeah. all taken care of, all right? But he does have obligations still with the WBA. It was an interesting conversation between AJ and Eddie Hearn. AJ's like going, I don't give a fuck. I'll fight whoever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was Eddie Hearn saying, no, next we have to do something connected to the WBA yeah. uh, because of the situation that we've, we did did have with Ortiz. Yep. Um, now that that whole situation there's a little bit bonkers because Pulev could end up fighting Fraser Quendo in a title eliminator to end up getting himself back in title contention now with AJ because obviously the IBF situation via the WBA gone via the WBA. Really, really weird situation. Now this is all mm-hmm. panning out, so we could end up seeing AJ Pulev at some point, not next, not in two or three fights time, but at some point. But He's going to have to take somebody out of the WBA rankings next. Yeah. Just looking at the WBA rankings now. So Pavekin's actually the WBA international champion. Uh, Aquendo's ranked number three, as you say. Ustinov's up there, though. Mm. Interesting. Don't take Pavekin. It's going to fall through because he'll get popped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. So there's got to be something out of there that he takes. Mm-hmm. I think they'll allow him a voluntary as long as it is connected to the WBA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they're talking... Parker, Wilder next year. So they're talking three fights next year and they're talking WBA first and then either Parker next, 
or, or Wilder after that. I right. think it will be Parker, then Wilder. Wilder will be this time next year. I think so, yeah, back end of the year, because that's that, that for me, that fight's got to happen in the US. And this is what surprised me at the weekend when they were saying, they were asking AJ what he wants next, and he was like, man, this is awesome. Like, I've, I've sold out Cardiff, I've sold out Wembley. Why, why do I need to leave? You know what I mean? And that sounds great. And from a British fight fan perspective, you're like, yeah, yeah, come on, stay here, don't go over there. But we know why. Because he can earn 10 times the amount of money per fight by fighting in America. That's the only reason. Because you're not going to get the biggest stadiums there or any of the... You're not going to get that... Um... Not unless he goes to Texas with that fucking big mental stadium where Canelo fought uh, Liam Smith. Yeah, you know, that's 50-odd, 60-odd thousand. Yeah, that's that. like a that's a that's a big one. But other than that... Dallas yeah, Cowboys Stadium. That yeah, day. I think that might be about 70, you know, 80 capacity. But anyway, yeah, you, you know, it's not like they've got bigger stadiums than us. It's the fact that the American more TV people. market more people. is fucking way bigger. You know what have we got they charge 8 more. million in the UK compared to the US. Yeah, and they charge more for the pay-per-view. And it's $100 for a pay-per-view, not 20 quid. So you earn a lot more money. Plus, even though you're selling 80,000 tickets at Wembley Stadium, the money you generate from that doesn't come close to what you get for selling out 20,000 tickets in Las Vegas because the people, the MGM that own the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, they pay a fortune to have the big fights because it packs out every single ca- casino on the Strip. Mm. And they also own other casinos on the well, Strip that's what in order to have the rights for the broadcast. Exactly. So there's five or six. You're basically putting it on in one venue, but there's five or six other venues where people pay in premium tickets to watch it live on screen. Mm. So there you go. So uh, yeah. So I think it'll be America next. Um, I, I, I'd like to see him fight, as you say, maybe this WBA mandatory. Have a little look down there, see which uh, North or South Americans are highly ranked. Pick one of them. Maybe fight in Vegas or or uh, or Madison Square Garden, and then look at potentially doing Parker back here in the UK. Or well, Park, Park is in based in Vegas. Well, there you go. Do Parker in Vegas then. You know, I, I just think now to become great, he can't do it fighting on these shores. He can't. You, you, you won't go down as an all-time great if you're only fighting the UK. You've got to go and fight in America and earn serious money. Here's one for you regarding the WBA, moving away from uh, the fights of the weekend because yep. their rankings are out. You ready? Yeah. You ready for this? Do you remember last time when I told you that they'd uh, ranked Nathan Cleverley even though he'd retired? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They ranked him at 11 last time. Mm. Don't tell me they've moved him up the rankings. No, no, no. Just down one. Just moved him down one. He's now ranked at 12, Nathan Cleverley in that heavyweight division. Retired, lads. He ain't fighting no more. He's called it a day. Maybe they know something we don't. Do you want another one? Yeah. In the super middleweight division, guess who's ranked at 13? Uh, super middle. So it's obviously someone that's moved weights now, is it? Someone, someone we know. Move somewhere. No, no, no. Else. Someone we know. Uh, Rocky Fielding? It's Paul Smith. Paul Smith ranked a 13. In the WBA, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mental. Rocky's in there as well. I think Rocky's in at six or seven, but that's justifiable because Rocky's British, Commonwealth yeah, yeah. champ, going whatever. Yeah. I've no doubt that Smig's um, um, social media's well, the, been absolutely <clears throat> bad. Yeah, probably, yeah. The thing with Paul is, though, he's he's got world-class... You know, he's got a world-class history. You know, he's fought for numerous world titles. So maybe the WBA are like, well, you know, we're going on experience rather than, you know, just some kid who's 12 and 0, mm. uh, necessarily. So, listen, don't ever don't ever think that Paul Smith's out of a world title picture because, you know, as Liam Smith once described him, Paul's the fellow that falls out of a high-rise window and, and lands on a bed of roses. Do you know what I mean? He always, but that's what Paul's about. He'll mm. quite, listen, if you're, if you're willing to go to Germany and fight for a world title numerous times or wherever it may be, then in some ways, do you not deserve to be ranked pretty highly then? I don't know. Maybe. Um, regarding falling out of a window and uh, landing on your feet, mm-hmm. Jeff Owen, Hornwatch. Have you seen this? I haven't seen it, no. 
You've not seen who he's been lined up with next. What happened to Corcoran? Forget that. Have you not seen Corcoran's who... out? Mate, I can't believe that you don't know who his no, new mandatory I, is. No, no. His new mandatory. Corcoran's out. Hang on a minute. Settle down. That's not out yet. That's not out the window yet. I'm right. talking about his mandatory situation. It's obviously not okay. been mandated, but this is his number one contender yep. for the £147 Love a bit WBO of Jeff Horn. belt. Love a bit of Jeff Horn. Terence Crawford. Fantastic. <laughs> That's amazing. And they are looking to be making this in Vegas March 10th. There you go. Unreal. Fancy a trip? So is Corcoran out? Is Corcoran still going to get us? Corcoran is supposed to be still in the mix. We've never had December. it confirmed. We've never had it confirmed in the UK. It's all this Queensland uh, news that I've been keeping up to date with because it's all state funded. Is yeah. a lot of these fights, but Corcoran is supposed to be happening. Obviously, Skeet never got it. It's supposed to be Corcoran and Jeff Owen um, in December. Nothing's confirmed. Nothing's no. gone. Yeah, it's definitely happening. But now we're hearing because. Uh, if I were Jeff, I'd go, fuck that. Let's get to Vegas. Let's go and fight Terence Crawford. I, I, got, I got a worldie in beating Manny Pacquiao. Let's get out there and cash in. Bob Arum's going to pay an absolute fortune for me to come and bring me belt. Let's have a go with Terence Crawford. Brilliant, eh? I think he's probably going to fight Corcoran before then, though, isn't he? Or he's going to he's going to Yeah, but why risk it? Why, why risk getting chinned? Because <laughs> nobody, <laughs> no one in Gary Corcoran's hometown knows who Gary Corcoran is. That's why. It's hardly a risk. Yeah, fair play. Uh, Jeff Owen, Terrence Crawford, March 10th, Vegas. You heard it here first. That is the rumour at this moment in time. Once it's confirmed, you'll hear it on this show. Speaking of rumours, I haven't spoke too much of this, stupidly. I should have texted him before we uh, came up to the show. I texted you at the back end of the week, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Swifty, Francisco Vargas, December yeah. the 9th. December the 9th, so th- I thought that was going on the uh, the Bellew bill. No, no, no. Bellew hay bill. In, he's got to go to America for it. It's on another bill the week uh, the week previous, the week before. Francisco Vargas and Swifty. Nothing it's confirmed that of yet, but ESPN in America are reporting that as facts. Jeff, um, uh, Jeff Owens had a, a, a that's not That's not, that's not Lomas, Loma Rigo card, is it? That's December the 9th. Where no, is, no, it's is not, it? no, it's not on the same card. It is. I can't remember what card it's on, but it is. Uh, it's not on the same card. Oh, fucking! I was just going to say. Look at you! You were well, going. You were getting on the plane, then, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> I was gone. There. Well, you, you were on your way out. I was on my way to the passport office, and I was half. I was, you know, I don't know getting on the plane, but I was certainly committed to getting on the getting the passport ready. I hun- I know hundred percent that I'll get a phone call off Joe Gallagher now. Joe Gallagher listens to the show. Joe, enjoying your trip into work this on this uh, Tuesday morning because I know you listen to us straight away, mate. Swifty Vargas, is it happening? Give us a shout later on, Sunshine, and confirm that up for us, and I'll stick that out on our social media. Yeah. Um, Andre Durrell, uh, Uzkategui, IBF interim title, January 27th, looking like it's confirmed. Delighted, because he shit out last time, did bloody Durrell, staying yep. down and causing all sorts of bloody havoc. Exactly. Um, I want Uzkategui to go in there and absolutely Me too. spank him all over the place. Me too, exactly, yeah. Shit house. <laughs> uh, now... We've got, we, there's an elephant in the room, right? Because we've been speaking about this geezer for such a long period of time, and now what he's done, he's really annoyed me, is Terry Flanagan. He's annoyed me, mate. <laughs> Don't tell me that the Lenaris fight is all but done. I know. Don't have a public... You were, you were retweeting it as well, you dick. I was like, oh, no, that's blew up. But to be fair, if Terry Flanagan's Terry put Flanagan, it out there... Terry Flanagan has put it out there, it's all but done. But he done. said to Mikey Garcia, hold your horse's son. I'm about to fight Lenardo. Mikey Garcia's going to be announced him, any day. Mikey Garcia has also made him a career high offer yeah. per day. Career high offer. Come on, bring your belts over here, sunshine. Me and you will have a go at it. Yeah. We'll unify the division. Let's do it. Let's go toe to toe. He's been calling for these fights for God knows how long. Get me a big fight. Get me a big fight. Get me a big fight. Now he's stepping up to 140 pounds to vacate to fight a geezer that nobody's heard of. Yeah. For that belt, what's the point? Two weight world champion. Yeah. Okay, we can tick that box. But what's the point? You're going to be in the same earning bracket fighting the same dudes, mate. 
still struggling to sell out Manchester Arena. Still struggling to sell out a venue in your hometown. That's it's what it's going to do. If you fight Mikey Garcia or Linares, MEN sells out. Manchester Arena sells out. And that's what he's been waiting well, for. Well, Garcia would probably make him travel for it. He would have to go to the States. But even so. Well, okay, stay here. Go. Fight Crawler. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's fights he can make to become a star. If he, if he travels and fights Linares or fights Garcia, that's going to make him more of a star. I just, I'm, you're right. Why move weight now to fight for against a nobler person that most people are going to have to box, check on box rec? Who fucks this guy? More hooker. It's just unbelievable, he's isn't it? He's a decent fighter, but he's not a name. He's fucking no Garcia or Linares or Crawler, though, is he? And that's, you, you've, now you're starting to get to that point with Flanagan where you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, son. You're running your mouth. Come on, son. Talking you, shit. You've got to back it up. Exactly, yeah. Big time. Very, very disappointing move, that. Very mm. disappointing. Because I'd seen a WBO put out first, didn't he? And I sent it to you, and you were a bit like, what the f- This can't be true. And I'm like, fucking is. Mm. WBO put it out. Mm-hmm. Scary. Uh, speaking of moves, the Gale, Frank. Wow. I know. Didn't see that coming, no, did we? No, no. No, we're thick as thieves with Frank's lot, mm-hmm. and they never told us, you cheeky little bastards, mm-hmm. right? Never told us that, that were happening. Mm-hmm. What a card that is, first of all. They, they must have been, you know, in that office... They must have been fucking Wait, shall we do themselves. This? Shall we do this during AJ's fight? We, yes, let's do it during then. I'd love to have known how long they'd have it done for because, you know, it, the, the cool thing about boxing is once you get trust with certain people in certain places, they can't hold their own piss, can they? They can't, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't wait to tell you. Yeah, yeah. Listen, off the record, lads. We've only gone, you know what I mean? It's one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing full well the town you're off the record an hour before you record your podcast, you know? Usually, so fucking listen, hands up, like credit to everyone at Frank Warren's office. We never got wind of it. You just kept, you just, you just kept your mouth shut. Incredible stuff. But man, what a fucking coop that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a coop. He's, not, he's it, not signed a deal. He's, they're just working with him for this and then they're going to look for something for 2018 well, going forward. Well, it's not forward. like they're fucking for a choice. You know what I mean? The options are there. It's quite simple. Yeah, yeah. You know, what they're hoping for is, I'll tell you what it is now, because uh, Callum Smith is obviously tied in with Eddie Hearn at Matchroom. But George Groves is kind of a does what he wants floaty figure. Eubanks, they're a floaty figure, and now you've got De Gale. So I get why De Gale's done it because you've got three of the best super middleweights on the planet there. Two of which, uh, one of which, sorry, of of, of Groves and and uh, Eubank is definitely going to be in the World Boxing Super Series final. So potentially comes out of that as the number one with a couple of belts. That's an amazing match for De Gale because obviously it happens in London. Mm. They what they don't want to happen now the worst thing that could happen for James DeGale now is for Callum Smith to win the World Boxing Super Series Yeah, but the fact that he's not jumped into bed with Frank means that he can still go and cheat with him with Eddie Hearn do you know what I mean because he's, he, he's kind of like this this free agent thing but great move by Frank just like you know while the world's over here focusing on the World Boxing Super Series and the best 12 stoners who were available at the time I'm just going to go and sign the best 12 stoner on the planet None of him and just throw him on this card instead. <laughs> slick move, man. Very slick, slick move. Good. It- I think it's good for boxing. Listen, we're, we're, you know, for as much shit as he gets and for the much time that we poke fun at, at Eddie Hearn, he's, what he's done for boxing is fucking unbelievable in this country. Unbelievable. And we always re- give pay respects for that. But we need Frank Warren to be a, as, an, good. as good a competitor. Do yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? And obviously Frank's been doing it a fucking a lot longer than Eddie. He, he knows every trick in the game. And it's just nice to see Frank with this BT's deal. It looks like he's getting a bit more power back now where he can actually mm. compete on an even level. And he's also got Selby on that same card. Now check Cracker. this out for Selby because Frank now has Warrington, 
Frampton. Yep. Selby. Amazing. And uh, Selby's even come out and said, listen, I'm going to have this fight in December. We're going to do Josh Warrington early doors, March, April next year. And then summer of next year, we're going to go and do Frampton. That's what Selby said. Selby said that himself. And we now know that it's all possible because there's no politics involved. They're all signed to the same dude. Exactly. Exactly. And now I'm mouthwatering as that. Great for Josh Warrington. He deserves yeah. a shot. We've yeah. talked about this before. Last after week. His, last after week after his big, big win last week, we were like, all he needs now is a world title shot because you can't, there's nowhere else to go. You can't just keep winning international fights. He needs a world title fight. So it's great that Selby's gone, it's going to be with me. I'm going to win on December. And then me and Selby are going to do it at the start of the new year. And that's going to build up towards a big Frampton fight later in the year. Class, man. Brilliant. Nice bit of practice for Selby as well to go into a, a very ferocious atmosphere. Because if he does it at Leeds, they'll all be on Josh Warrington's side. And yeah. I'm guessing they're going to do this in Belfast as well. So yeah. he's going to have to, obviously, maybe thicken his skin up a little bit because being the aware fighter going into those type of uh, arenas, yeah. you've got to have something Talented about kid, you. Selby, though. Oh, he's, he's, he's not intimidated talent. by no, anybody. Tremendous talent. But yeah. you know what I mean? It's just... That, it's, he's going to obviously be doing that in 2018. He's going to be the aware fighter on a couple of occasions. Of course. Um, mouth-watering stuff uh, in that particular division. Uh, did you catch World Boxing Super Series on Friday night? Sure did. Of course I was. I was glued to it. And, mm. uh, you know, it was nice to see uh, our boy Callum Smith at ringside as well, taking it all in. And I'll be honest, I was a bit disappointed with Rob Brandt. Same. Yeah, I just thought he was a little bit hesitant, paid, paid Brayman a bit too much respect. There was times in that fight where I thought Brand could have taken over and uh, he seemed a little bit scared to pull the trigger, no? Callum Smith won't be scared to pull the trigger, mate. Really he will not be as courteous. Well, to be honest, it got if off... If I'm with... Callum Smith, I'm like going, sound. Yeah, yeah. Don't take my eye off the ball. Don't get a little bit complacent with this because yeah. everybody now, including us, are thinking, he's going to smash him to bits. Yeah. I think he will, I think he will smash him to bits. It's yeah. going to be interesting to find out where that fight gets made, whether they go to neutral ground. We can't see it happening in England because obviously we've got Groves, Eubank Jr. Yeah. in the other semi. Yeah. Germany, it's a tough one, mate. He's going to have to stop him if he goes to Germany, mate, because you know what it's like. And he's mm-hmm. up, it's up, listen, I know we give Germany a lot of shit. We've had some shocking cards over here at yeah. some uh, at Decisions, points. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but you, what you want, if he goes to Germany, I think he's going to have to stop Bremer. Now, he's a tough customer, Bremer, but you'd think size... He's massive. When they stood next to each other at the end for the photo call, he's massive compared to Bremer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely huge. And you think Bremer's the guy coming down as well? You know, he's the light heavy coming down to super middle. Wow, man. But yeah, I just... I, I thought the same thing. I think Callum's... Uh, as you say, as long as he keeps his head on the ball, you know, Bremer's an old dog, do you know what I mean? He knows oh, a lot yeah. of tricks. He could like, all man him. He could all man him. But then you've got the perfect, you know, get Paul fit and put Paul in as a sparring partner. It's fucking perfect for Callum, do you know what I mean? It's like, because Paul knows every trick in the book now as well. So I, I, I'm not too concerned there. I think at this point in time as well, Callum Smith realises that, you know, Scoglum was a tough fight. Um, I, I don't think Callum be falling over himself to do it on home soil either. I think he's quite happy to travel. Yeah. I think he's at that stage in his career now where he needs to travel. He needs that bit of experience. He's done one in America, right? Fighting he? abroad, on an undercard. yeah. But on, it's different on an undercard because yeah, yeah, yeah. the re- arenas are full and everything else. He needs to go and taste what it's like to win abroad. And I think going to Germany, I, I wouldn't be overly concerned about going and fighting Bremen in Germany. Uh, but I think that's probably where it's going to end up. Mm. Uh, unless they do something mental like a Monte Carlo or something like that, which they've they've obviously announced that the Cruiserweight final is going to be in UAE somewhere, isn't it? Yeah. So, somewhere uh, mental. Was it Abu Dhabi? It's somewhere like that. Somewhere like that. Somewhere yeah, like yeah. Yemen or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere so, completely Money, weird. mate. Money. Yeah, because they know, obviously, if Callum Smith comes through, they've got to do the final in the UK because it'll be Smith versus Groves or Eubank. So, mm. you know, that that sells out massively. But So, yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about... Uh, watching that fight on Friday, I was like, fine, 
quite happily go to Germany, quite happily do a number on Bremer. Yeah. I think Smith stops Bremer. Um, it, it just it, it just looked a bit weird because Brandt, an undefeated fighter, twenty two and zero going in. Um, but you could see it, you know, the, the 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 fight was playing out exactly how Bremer wanted, and mm. okay, he was he was busted up a little bit, but at no point did Brandt go. I've got to fucking win this. I've got to roll the dice. Who's coming through then? Callum Smith, Eubank. I think. I think Callum Smith, Eubank. Fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, a yeah. that's a final in the in the super mid. Yeah. And it kills me to say because I'm a massive George Groves fan and he's going to the body better than ever before and I love all that stuff, but I just think Eubank's going to be too too fit, too slick. And uh, a little bit too ferocious for him at this stage in his career for Groves. In the cruisers, mate, this is where it gets really exciting oh. because it's just world titles everywhere. You're just chucking all the belts in, aren't you? Yeah. I'm going to go Usyk because I've said right from the start, Usyk will win it. Yeah. And I'm going to go Gassiev versus him. Even though Dotikos, if he lands, fucking hell, mate, he'd knock out an elephant, wouldn't he? He is unbelievably powerful, that man. Gassiev's a better fighter, much better, much slicker. Yeah. And he's as power- he is powerful himself. So I'm going to edge with the better boxer rather than the uh, the better puncher in this particular fight. Usyk Gassiev in the final for the cruiserweights for me. Yeah, I, I believe so as well. You know, I think um, I think Breedis is going to really struggle against Usyk. Um, he's just he's just too much of everything for him. Um, fights like a super middleweight, mate. He moves. He's so fast. He's yeah. ridiculous. But he's got, obviously got cruiserweight power, of course. And um, I, I think that's 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 the easy side of the door. I think I think Gassiev Dorticus is definitely a closer fight. Both of these guys from Wack. I can see Gassiev getting well ahead on the cards, but Dorticus has always got that punch power, you know, so to equalise it if you like. So that's probably the closest fight. But I, I'm with you. Usyk versus Gassiev and Smith versus Eubanks. If it was a better man, which I am. They're, they're the ones I reckon's going to go through, and then hopefully I think uh, you know stick to our guns. We said Usyk to win the cruiserweight tournament, Smith to win the super middleweight tournament. I think Callum Smith's odds are probably pretty favourable now compared to the start. I think people saw him against you know the big Sweden thought oh, maybe he's not all that, and I think Eubank has looked terrific. Mm. Um, and I think Eubank versus Groves is going to be absolutely explosive, and I think that fight will happen first. I'm led to believe because Bremer's only just fought, so yeah. especially with the cuts, Bremer's going to need it as long as possible. So Smith versus Bremer's probably going to be sometime uh, yeah. mid mid February, I would have thought. Whereas I think Groves versus Eubank, we're looking at late January, last weekend of January. Yeah, yeah. So I think wait if you're going to have a bet, wait because I think Eubank Groves is going to be a gun show. One of them's going to get stopped. The other one's going to odds are going to get slashed a bit because of that performance. People are going to look back on Callum Smith and go, "Oh yeah," and then have a bet on Callum Smith. There you go. Wait till January to spend mm-hmm. your cash. Is what you're saying? Yep. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes Store. Now, if you listen to us on a regular basis, you'll know that we've got a clothing partner. If you want to get yourself some new togs, you're more than welcome to do so. Go to uh, their website, Luke1977.com. Use this code; you'll get fifteen percent off. FDLR15. My new coat's arrived. Looking mint. Is it looking good? Oh, yeah? looking mint, mate. Nearly as good as your rascal trousers that you've got on today. Yes, I was hoping you are going to bring these up. Look at them, bad boys. They're not Luke, though, are they? Look at them, son. These aren't Luke. No, no. Luke wouldn't make pants like these. Now, <laughs> what it looks like Nicky's wearing at this moment in time, he looks like he's going to go and have a round of golf with Payne Stewart. Do you remember him in the, in the day with his plus fours? You're wearing tartan, tartan trousers, would you yeah, know? It? A little bit of a tartan print trouser. I bought these myself. Yeah, you can tell, mate. You honestly look like you're about to go on stage with the Bay City fucking rollers. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? 
<laughs> I'm into them. I went to buy a, a t-shirt and um, <clears throat> I seen these pants on sale and I just thought, you know what, that they will piss Jane off. And he did as well. I so got, you're now buying clothes to piss your wife off? <laughs> pretty much. I got home, hung them up and Jane coming from work and went, fuck are they? <laughs> well, my wife doesn't swear actually. She didn't say that. I'll have to take that back. What she, basically, they? she went, what are they? And I went, new kecks. She went, where are they from? I said I wanted to buy that T-shirt and they were on the sale rack. How much were they? It's a £12. <laughs> I could tell. She went, why are you wearing £12 pants when I'm going out and shopping for you for Christmas and John Lewis and spending £200 on a pair of co- on a coat or £150 on a pair of jeans and you're buying pants for £12? I'm like, listen, it's my new look. So yeah, this is the start of my new look. Is it? So... Keep keep your eye open over Christmas because things are going to be some, some things new are going to be changing. Yeah, some new threads. Things are going to be changing. Shit the bed. Anyway, if you want some proper threads and look half decent That's and actually true. and actually look like you're in 2017 <laughs> rather than 1977, <laughs> uh, go to our uh, clothing partners website, Luke1977.com. FDLR15. That is the uh, code that you should use to get yourself 15% off. Uh, you can't be wearing them if you're going to Monaco this weekend. No. Not, you, you wouldn't get away with it. No, you, you getting, wouldn't. You, at the airport, they'd tell you to turn straight yeah. back round. Jog on, sunshine. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you something. What an opulent place uh, Monte Carlo, Monaco is, uh, where we are uh, heading this weekend for a little bit of boxing action. Um, Matchroom Monte Carlo. Top of the bill, McDonald versus Solis. If anybody remembers that first fight for me, Solis won it. Yeah. Dave Caldwell, I know you listen to the show, mate. I've got to, I've got to say that. because Dave, Yeah. Dave, um, I spoke to Dave at length over it, you know, and... Um, Obviously, he believes McDonald won the first fight, but he was like, we did everything. He did everything wrong. He wasn't mentally switched on. He wasn't prepared. He thought this solace fight, he took it for granted a little bit. And it's weird, speaking to Dave about the McDonald's, they're not, the two McDonald twins aren't boxing fans. How mad is that? Hate it. They're not really they don't into watch the sport. It. They they don't, don't, yeah, they, I've never seen them at a show, yeah, ever. It's so strange, so strange that they don't like engage with the sport on like a daily basis. They're just not in love with the sport. It's so so weird. But he said after that performance and the way the way it was reported on and, and even you know, even Jamie himself, you know, he knows he was in a tough and close fight. He said he's been switched on for this camp. So I'm expecting a big performance from Jamie McDonald. And more than anything, there's massive prizes out there for Jamie McDonald now. Dave always says the problem with Jamie, the, top, the two McDonalds is keeping them motivated, keeping them interested. If you're giving them opponents and they're, they're going, who's that guy? You're going to struggle with them. And that was the problem with Solis first time around. But if he comes through against Solis, you've got the Bayonet fight, you've got the Paul Butter fight, you've got big domestic showdowns, world title level, where one, he can earn good money, but two, the whole country is going to be talking about it. Mm. And I think that's what... Dave Caldwell's kind of got into McDonald's head this weekend. Win this big, this you know, come on Saturday, and there's big, big fights out there, big unification fights out there. Mm. McDonald versus Burnett, big performance here secures my fight with Burnett, in my opinion. Poor old Paul Butler's left on the side. Well, I hope, again. well, I hope I met Paul's there. I hope he's there. I, I hope, hope he's so, yeah, yeah. I hope he's making Get some noise, there, man. Of course, because um, we've spoken on many occasions to him and to Joe, and we know full well that he's been promised that fight. Yeah, Jamie comes through it. He's been promised that fight next up. So therefore, he needs to be there. He needs to be making some noise, and he needs to start maybe start doing a little bit of social media shouting. You but know, listen, what I mean? if Jamie McDonald comes through and he comes through in style, he ain't going to call out Paul Butler. He's going to call out Ryan Burnett. Because that's where the big the big unification money fight is. And Ryan Burnett, as we know, wins a world title, goes straight into unification. You say to Ryan Burnett, who do you want to face next? Do you want to face Jamie McDonald and also the WBL's gonna be thrown in there, the regular belt? Or do you wanna go and defend it against Paul Butler? Of course he's gonna go for McDonald. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, so Paul Butler could be 
frozen out here once again if he's not careful. I think McDonnell, you're right, he should be in Monaco. Butler should go to Monaco and be fucking climbing in that ring as soon as McDonald's arm reigns. Or if Solis wins, of course, you know, look for the do fight the same with thing. Absolutely, do the same thing. Um, now, last week you sent me a text saying that you're hanging out with my mate, Scott Quick, who's on this card at the weekend, yeah? Oh, Super Scott, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you said that he'd been slagging me off. Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. Has he been saying stuff behind my back? What's going on? He was. Uh, we were just hanging out for a couple of hours on Friday. We were just having a cup of tea and a chat. And, um, and uh, he was asking about you, yeah, and I said, Adamu? I don't know what you're talking about. And he, and he was laughing. We were having a good laugh and a joke. We were talking about Jane and Freddie Roaches and a good mutual friend of ours, Liam Vaughan Punch, who, uh, who left, there, yeah. left Liverpool 10 years ago to, to train with Freddie Roach for a week and never came back. Um, he, he was laughing and joking about Punch, like saying what a character he is in the gym and stuff like that. But we were asking about you and, uh, and I said, oh, he's, he's uh, cheating on me this weekend, isn't he? Uh, he's down in Cardiff, you know what he's like, cheating on me. And uh, he was laughing and joking and he said... Uh, he said, uh, Adam, he's a good lad, Adam, you know, he's got loads of time for me, he really likes me, it's, it's a shame he's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh no, mate, oh no, what can you do? Well, that's it, fuck what off then, do? I hope you get knocked out this weekend, <laughs> you little shit house. <laughs> but he was in good spirits, man, and, um, you know, he was telling me how fit he is, and he was saying he just, he, he only does road work now once a week. And he said, you know, when he was when he was based in the UK, that was his big thing. Because I said, come on, what's the big change and stuff? And he said, yeah, just do road work once a week when I'm in a, in LA, and it's more of like a, a you know me day off run. It's more of like a, a you know a six mile jog. That's interesting. He said, don't do any of that. He said the the sports science over there is like completely other level stuff. And he said, you know, there's this weird machine that he uses that he's actually brought over. He's got a version of it in his own little gym in Berry as well. Um, I say little gym. He's got a decent gym there, obviously. Mm. But when he's over in the US, he was he was talking about doing this like shuttles over a box. And he's saying he does like ten rounds of that now. Or he builds up to ten rounds of just basically hopping across. It looks like footwork, but it's it's off a raised box or something. He was telling me all about it, and he was like, "I do that instead of running, road running." Wow! And he went, "I've come back to Berry, and uh, come back to the UK, and the old runs." I thought, "I'll go and do one of my own." You know, I, I used to run four or five times a week. He's like, a, he's like a fucking cross country runner, and he's yeah, he loves it. And he said, uh, "I'll do one of my own runs because usually at this stage in camp, I'd be about this time." And he was like, you know, I haven't done any running. I'll try one of the runs. And he said, I fucking obliterated me PBs. Obliterated them. And he was like, you know, when you just... He said, I was shocked at how fit I actually... I knew I was fit, but I didn't know the practicalities of that fitness in terms of running. But he was actually smashing his PBs and he's not even been... Because that's his selling point, isn't it? I mean, he, he, engine, can, yeah. he can punch hard at that particular weight, but his engine and his fitness has yeah. always been Scott Quigg's selling point. If yeah. you're telling me that he's it's now Scott Quigg 2.0 and he's 2. got to 0, the big time, yeah. next level... So I was like, who's, who you've been training with in the gym and stuff? And he was like, oh yeah, do you? And he's got countless videos of just him and Cotto in the ring. Just round after round after round after round. Just text bar him with Miguel Cotto. Cotto's like his buddy over there. Quigg and Cotto are like buzzing buddies. Yeah, man, he looks he looks in really good shape, and uh, yeah, he's looking forward to doing the business this weekend. And he's looking forward to seeing him. And he's ditched me, and he's gone with you. That's it, big time. Yeah, oh, right. okay, fair enough. Right, Scott, <laughs> we'll move on then, shall we? Rather than talk about the intricacies of his fight, no, it's a good one this weekend because he's got an opportunity here. Nice little eliminator. If he comes through this, because it's a tough, it's a tough knock. Yeah. But if he comes through this at the weekend, Scott Quigg is next in, well, next in line for another shot at a world title. Yeah. Fantastic effort for him. Of course. Again, we talked about this, the mix at the moment around this featherweight division. We've just had, uh, you know, um, Santa Cruz, you know, Marez over in the US. We've seen that. And he was actually, I asked him, I said, oh, you know, did you go to the fight? He went, nah, I'm bothered. How come? 
said, oh, I was at that venue the week before. He said, them afternoon shows are shit. No one goes. And I was like, we were actually talking about that on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We said, like, it's weird that it's on a Saturday afternoon uh, and there's no one there. And he was like, yeah, yeah, the atmosphere is weird. And he said, it's in the area of San Diego that it's in as well. He said, there's just nothing there. It's just nothing to do. He said, so never bothered. But I, he was there with his with a, a friend of his. I don't know whether it was his missus or whatever. Um, when I was having a chat with him and I said, you know, and he, was trying, he went, no, no, I don't go, just him and his mum. So it's just Scott and his mum goes over for like 10 weeks. I said, your mum love it? And I said, oh yeah, my mum loves it. Mum loves LA. <laughs> Brilliant. So he'd been to boxing with his mum the week before. What a lad. Great, isn't he? Fingers crossed he can come through it even though he's uh, he's sold me out now. Uh, fingers crossed he can come through that at the weekend. Yeah, and I'll see Chisora as well. Hopefully Chisora Del Boy. wins Del Boy's that. on there this weekend. Yeah. Now, Big time. There's, that's obviously going to catch our attention for normal fight fans here in the UK at that particular uh, decent time. Stay up, though. Stay up, because the bronze bomber is in action at the weekend. Yep. Deontay Wilder against Stiverne on the undercard. It's Brazil versus Molina. I really want... Stiverne, was he the, loose, the least juiced-up opponents we could find? I think he was. Uh, he failed uh, least uh, recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I want, I want Wilder... To just be unbelievable. Yeah, me too. Come in, be unbelievable, spark him two rounds, and then get on that mic and say, right, lads, all you juice heads jog on. It's me and the big lad. I want that 18 stone lad from Watford. That's who I want. Let's not mess about. I'll come to the UK. I'll come to your backyard and I'll smash you in. That's what we want. Let's start the narrative, man. Let's get it going. That's exactly what we need. You know, I don't think there's any any indication that Stavern is going to put up any better a fight than he did almost... Three years ago, he's had one fight since he got beat up by Deontay Wilder last time. That was all that's almost three years ago. That fight now, it's crazy. Um, and uh, you know, he, he's had one fight since, which was a, a, a points win that was in 2015, so two years ago. He's been banned for the last two years. He's come straight back into a world title fight with Deontay Wilder. It's a fucking joke. So, yeah, just just so boxing, heavyweight boxing especially, kind of feels the pinch. I want Wilder to just obliterate him. And then get on the mic and go, listen, get all these, ju- you're right, get the juice heads out of here. Let's do it. He's, from what we can see, you know, the, the, you can count on one hand, the clean heavyweight to a left. Get them to fight each other, you know. Joe Parker should be ringside, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. I think he will be, yeah. He he's should be, Vegas, he's, isn't he? he's, well, he's, I think the fight's in New York. So he's got to get over to New York. He's got to be ringside. Got to see it. Um, but I think you're right. I think I think it's got to be AJ. Deontay's got to call AJ. Oh, come on. It's on Showtime. You just had AJ on Showtime the week before. He's got to go, come on, get over here, son. And I think it should happen in America as well. Mm, fingers crossed, man. Um, well, there you go. That's uh, this weekend. Matchroom Monte Carlo, Wilder versus Stavern. Uh, all available on UK TV as well. All on Sky Sports this weekend. So make yep. sure you're checking it out. Sean Porter's on that undercard yes, as well. He is. Like, Poetry in motion, baby. Um, One thing that you should be looking forward to in 2018, by the way, after uh, December the 17th when Tony Bell, you beats David Hare. That's our prediction on that. Um, In uh, early 2018, he will be going back in the ring, Tony Bell, to fight Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who we we offered out at the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) The banter between them two was absolutely hilarious. The majority of the conversation was, don't be scoring against us, mate. And uh, Zlatan said something like goes, Everybody scores against you. <laughs> he's right, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's not he wrong right. with the way Everton are playing at this moment in no, time. He is right. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to us today. Much appreciated. Um, make sure you come and join us on all our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's a new Facebook page, so if you've previously liked us, you've got to go re-like us because I've had a little bit of falling out with Facebook. At Fight Disciples on all those social media platforms. You can also subscribe to this podcast 
uh, fightdisciples.com. There's a UFC episode up there right now where we're talking about Michael Bisping and George St. Pierre. Go and get stuck in. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.